There's a lot of guys that we've talked about where I'm like, eh, eh, eh. There's going to be a lot of guys this fourth round that I'm very excited to talk about. So let's just get into the I lied, round. there's two. They um, both play for the same team. Well, and there's three, because I, for- I didn't see Jimmy Butler sure. in there. But. Exactly. So um, the fourth round gets really interesting, and I'm going to read most of the fourth round, because these players are either... Um, Guys I expect to get in the fourth round as a deal or guys who should not be in the fourth round. <laughs> Nikola Vujovic, that's a third-round player, in my opinion. Drew Holiday, a guy I expect to get in the fourth round with for third round, but he's third-round value. Andre Ayton, I'm fine with him in the fourth round. Kristaps Porzingis, a, a guy I'd be happy to get in the fourth round. I think probably he's going to be more of a third-round player with second-round upside. Jimmy Butler is a second round a high second round per game value talent who you would take at the end of the second round if you were trying to hedge your bets on his on his game totals the fact that he fell into the fourth round is a sin against humanity out here um demar Derozan, who i think is easily a third round player and this is the problem and we talked about this before i love all those guys i love all those this is the problem though there's 16, let's say, so players for the third round. 16 guys that you go, that's the first and second round players. Then there's from 17 to well beyond 36, there are third round players. So many third round players, there's not enough to fill out the third yeah. round. Like we ha- some of them have to go in the second round, some got to go in the fourth round. Right, and so I like all of those picks. Um, I, I don't know that I would have went with eight in there. I don't know that I would have went with Chris Tapsworth-Sangas there. Uh, for two two very different reasons, right? Like, Aiton finished 47th last year. What's, I mean, like, if anything, that season ended poorly for Aiton. He got benched in the last game. He did get a new contract with Suns. I'm still not sure things are, you know, all all yeah. good there. Um, I don't really expect Aiton to be any better than he was last year, so the fact that he went in the fourth round, right, like, is fine, but, like, he's probably an end of the fourth round, not a, not a beginning of the fourth round player for me. Um, KP, like, w- how many games are you getting from him? I don't know. Game value-wise, nice, right? But... Was he, though, last year? You know where KP finished in per-game value? Uh, 23rd. But it was mostly based on, again, the 1.6 blocks. He's a very uh, Miles Turner-esque right. player. So it's, I'd rather have Miles Turner there. You know what I mean? And so it's like, for me, I don't know. Like, I, I get KP probably more more of like a, a end of the fourth round guy for me. And again, probably just somebody I might not pick at all. Um, the fact that Butler and Holiday went this low was crazy to me. And Vujovic, I think, was just a fine pick. Like, we, we talk about Vujovic all the time. That's, yeah, it was just good. It was good value. DeMar DeRozan and Jimmy Butler should not have gone that low. Drew Holiday, on the other hand, I, I am expecting him to go in the fourth. He shouldn't go in the fourth round, but I am expecting to get him in the fourth round because no one likes Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was funny, too, that, like, DeRozan got disrespected so much here after, like, such a good season. Like, why did yeah. no one want him? Not sure, and this is why I was really upset picking second overall. Is that I had to sit through. I, I got Kawhi in the second round and Donovan Mitchell in the third round. Both I think are very solid, good picks for where I'm picking. Um, Donovan Mitchell, a uh, second round player for me. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, first round upside. And then I had to sit here and watch 
Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, just falling down down the list. And the second half, there's a couple guys in the second half of this fourth round. Um, and we can talk about the what I think are the bad picks in the, in the second half of this fourth round. But let me just list out the second half of the fourth round. Jared Allen, Brandon Ingram, Zach Levine, Zion Williamson, Chris Middleton, and Scotty Barnes. Now, I went with Chris Middleton. I think that's a great pick in the fourth round is Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is boring, and he does. I probably could have got him in the fifth round, for God's sakes. But he just does what Chris Middleton does. Another third-round player for me. Like, we talked about the glut of third-round players. Like, Chris Middleton is a third-round player. Chris Middleton, 32nd overall last season. That's what I mean. He's a third-round player. And this is another reason why I said about those centers. Like, I don't want those centers mostly because I think I can have a third-round player in the third round and i can have another third round player in the fourth round and i might even be able to have another third round player in the fifth round but if i'm having i mean there might be one hiding if i'm having you know whoever gets two blocks a game and gobert's kind of a little bit of an exception for me because like he gives you some elite rebounds and he does some other things but like for the turner and for the like robert williams like why? Why am I wasting that pick? I just feel like I'm wasting it on some okay-ish production that I don't think is elite in any way other than it gives me two blocks. Yeah, exactly. And I, when, I, when I look at the second half of this fourth round, right, there's a couple standouts. Like Jared Allen, right, you're, you're talking about you're overpaying for Jared Allen, right? Um, you're trying to get that center and try to fill out your team. Overpaying for Jared Allen. You could have had Zach Levine. Zach Levine, 39th overall, and he was injured last season. I like Zach Levine to move back up uh, a little bit higher next season. Um, so you to want me, Middleton or Levine? Uh, like, if Levine was there, would you have gone with Levine? Um, maybe to bounce my scoring up even higher with Kawhi. Embiid and um and Donovan, but I want I want I think I want Middleton over Levine. Yeah, me too. Overall. Like I I just I think he's a little bit bit like more well rounded player, so I I think I would want Middleton too. Now here here's the the kind of the picks I don't terribly understand. Uh, Brandon Ingram, who finished fiftieth overall in per game value in the middle of the in the middle of the fourth round with all those players um, still available. I don't see a lot of upside for Brandon Ingram. I would rather have Desmond Bain win the next round. Absolutely, I'd rather have Desmond Bain. I don't like Brandon Ingram in the fourth round. I don't like Brandon Ingram in the fifth round. I kind of don't like Brandon Ingram in the sixth round. Brandon Ingram is uh, an injury risk. Brandon Ingram... Stay away from it. You know what I mean? Like, Plus, Brandon Ingram scored 22 points a game with Zion out completely, and he got you no steals and no blocks. That's just what Brandon... Now, allegedly, Zion's back. Well, and, and even if he's back for two games, that's two more games than he played last year. They also added C.J. McCollum, which, which they did nope. part of last year. But, like, what what's sexy about Brandon Ingram? Like, what, what do you sit there and go, like, I really want this guy? Like, it's 20-plus points. But, like, like you mentioned, there's other 20-point-per-game yeah. scorers in this round. You could have Chris Middleton. You could have Zach Levine. So, yeah. I so this is what this is a player I took the sixth round, so many rounds later, many picks later. Tobias Harris. Tell me the difference between Tobias Harris and Brandon Ingram. 
people like the one person and hate the other. Okay, that's fair. Ingram did get you two more assists last year. Okay. And five and five more points. But Tobias Harris has scored closer to 20 in the past. So you're getting a, a little bit better uh, uh, Tobias Harris. You get here's a question for... I'd rather have Tobias Harris. Here's a question for you that I would spin. Uh, not looking at a stat line. Just want you to think about this conceptually in your mind, okay? Brandon Ingram better or worse than he was last year, this year? Worse. Yeah. So he was 50. I guess, I guess he's 20. You know what? He is 25. We forget. Yeah, but again, though, like, if you're bringing in Zion for however many games, you got CJ McCollum there, and Brandon Ingram's... What is fantasy stats? Going? Yeah, like, what, what's he going to do better that you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to be better this year? Like, nothing. He's not, there's nothing he can do better, I don't think. Not with Zion there, not, not with any of it. Like, I just don't, I don't like the pick. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't either. It's the middle of the fourth round. You're still in the top fifty. Uh, I don't like this pick. I don't take. I won't take him in my top fifty. I'd take him closer to seventy-five. Quite frankly, I'm just not a big Brandon Ingram guy. Uh, I've never have been. So I, there's a little bit of bias there. But I, what, I don't know what he's doing that makes you so happy, so excited. His percentages are fine, right? Like if you're a Roto maybe player, maybe he's just your friend, Michael. I am. He's just a good, I am just a a good man. Oh, shout out to Brandon Ingram. I'm sure you're great. I hope you. I hope you actually have a better season this year as an NBA player. I hope you have, I hope your team uh, kills it, man. I hope you do. I just, fancy wise, I just don't see uh, you get any better. But if you'd like to argue the difference, Brandon Ingram, come on the show. You can hit me up at Watch the Boxes or Tyler at Tyler P Watts. Um, Zion Williamson and uh, the, the two other picks here that we haven't talked about: Zion Williamson, and Scotty Barnes. What's your Zion take? We haven't talked about the Pelicans. What's your Zion take? He is a person who plays basketball. That's a good take. Because <laughs> uh, so far you're right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll be the first one to admit, I don't know. Uh, no one no told idea. us Zion was hurt last year until when? Do you remember? Like half... Oh, well, uh, I actually remember when we told everybody on the Watch of the Boxes podcast, when we told everybody that Zion was hurt and not going to play and you should not be drafting him at all. And that was weeks before the season started. It wasn't until... When did the Pelicans start? Yeah, it wasn't until media day that they were like, oh, Zion's hurt, but he's coming back for opening day. Yes, they said that. We said no fucking... And I was like, wait, what? Zion's hurt? Like, you you just held that all summer? Um, Yeah, right now, if you told me my draft is right this second, before we've seen training camp, before we've seen anything, I don't want Zion in the fourth round. I don't want Zion in the fifth round. Like, once we get to, like, 75, like, okay, this is a guy who can score 27 points a game. Like, okay, maybe. Like, I, but until I see him on the court, it's at that, like, 75 to 100 range that I would even, like, think about drafting Zion. Now. Same here. I'd rather have Zion than Brandon Ingram, certainly. But, like, let's look at what he did when uh, a couple years ago when he was p- actually playing 33 minutes a game. He had 27 points, which is crazy. Seven rebounds, which is v- pretty good. Uh, almost four assists, which is all right. Less than a steal, less than a block. Almost no three-pointers and shot under 70%, right, right around 70% from the line, right? That was the 50th-ranked per-game value player. 
So you're he's going ahead of fifty here in the fourth round. Um, and if you told me Zion had a twenty-seven and seven season this year, I'd be like, holy shit, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, but he's played eighty-five games in three years. Exactly. So even getting him at like what I think is a good like what you would think is like maybe his ceiling. His ceiling isn't that high because he doesn't make threes. He doesn't get steals. He doesn't get blocks. His assists aren't going to be that great. He he he's shoots shitty from the line. Like he has big giant fancy holes I, in his listen, game. He should not be taken in the top fifty. I'm not going to own Zion in any league regardless because th- this is a guy who is one of the most popular players in the league. Is that fair? Like people, everyone knows who Zion is, right? So someone's gonna be like, "Dude, Zion's there." It's pick forty. I've never heard of any of these guys. Who the hell is Malcolm Brogdon? Who the hell is Desmond Bain? Who the hell is Terry Rozier? I'm gonna take Zion, right? Yes. It only takes exactly. one. Exactly. And and I got Chris Middleton right after him. Very happy about that. Uh, let's let's move into the let's move into the fifth round. Oh, you didn't want to um, hit on Scotty. I do want to talk about Scotty Barnes. So we'll we'll talk about Scotty Barnes into the fifth round because this is the turn pick, and I don't understand either one of these picks because this person went with Evan Mobley earlier, I thought was a bit of a reach, and then they went with Scotty Barnes, and then they went with Josh Giddy. This is a person, so in the, and there's a lot of these people in, in drafts. I think they want to like have all the young hip oh, hipsters, right? This is hot young. This is the moves. hipsters, the hipsters draft, right? Like I want to have all these guys that I'm going to prove you wrong, right? I'm going to show you that not young dudes, right? That this guy. I like Evan Mobley. Fuck yeah. Do I like Scotty Barnes? Fuck yeah. Do I like Josh Giddy? Fuck yeah. Do I like them? Uh, their fantasy upside this season? Eh, not really. I mean, Scotty Barnes was 71st to leap to 48th. That's a that's a jump, man. And on a team where basically is, everybody's his back. is peaking into the top 50? Yeah, like, I, I didn't like that pick, personally. At best? Um, Josh Giddy is maybe a pick that I don't... I like that... He finished worse than Scotty Barnes, but in some ways I like that more. I like that pick more than I like the Scotty Barnes one. So do I. <laughs> we're, we're the, not, but when I look at who's left, I don't. Like, because oh. I take Terry Rozier right after that, and, and I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have Terry Rozier. Uh, Rozier finished um, 41st overall. Well, dude, Desmond Bain. Um, he scores Desmond a bunch. Bain was the best guy left on the board, if you ask me. I think Desmond Bain is a third-round player, Bain. dude. Um, I love Desmond Bain. But anyways, and Desmond Bain is the second-leading scorer on the Grizzlies, at, at least until Jaron Jackson comes back, which could be a long while. So it could be a very long time. Um, like, I would love Besmond Bain much more than Scotty Barnes. I'd like him more than Zion Williamson. I'd like him more than Jared Allen. I'd like him more than Brandon Ingram. I'd like him more than we could keep going if you want. Um, yeah, of course. So, yeah. Th- but, yeah, I don't I don't see where Barnes' upside is. We talked about that before. But, like, I just don't I don't know where I don't know where his upside comes from um, on that Toronto team. At least Josh Giddy has some upside, some playing time. And they could just go, like, hey, yeah, man, you're going to play, like, 35 minutes and have at it, Josh Giddy. Get weird. Here's the the – not only like get weirdness of it, but like here's the thing I think that is already elite, right? We talk about things that people could be elite at. Assists, rebounds for a point guard. Elite. This dude could get you like eight a game this year. I really think that's possible. Right? And so if you're talking off starting yeah. off with two elite categories for a person, like I'm I'm nice. much more interested in that player in the fifth round. Especially 
now like think about it like this we're down into the bottom of the fourth tier into the beginning of that first plateau region that where all the like overall values of these players start to level out right we'll probably start looking at it from that perspective right uh is that like all these players are mostly the same so what does this guy give me that other people don't is it great across the board shit or is it elite categories like josh Giddy? yeah and so like I think too, it's just a way to kind of round out your team, right? Like if you needed rebounds and assists there, that's a that's a that's a fine pick. It's not the best pick, right? Would I rather had some other people? Sure. How many points is Josh Giddy really going to score me? Like if he's scoring you fifteen a game, that's a big increase from twelve and a half. Um, but again, like I don't I don't hate that pick. Now this is a fun. Uh, or is it early? Yeah, but I don't hate it. You you've mentioned about liking Terry Rozier, and I think Terry Rozier is another one of these guys. Like, why does no one realize what Terry Rozier did and or like Terry Rozier? I'm not sure because Terry Rozier is scoring over 20 points a game, over three points, uh, three three pointers a game, gets you about four and a half um, rebounds, pretty much. Uh, gets you what? Um, four and a half assists. Who's top 50 player? Those are pretty positive things last time I checked. Those are all pretty good. And then he's sitting here in the fifth round, and he's a scorer, right? He's a scorer in the fifth round. I got a lot of guys who can score. Do you regret, though, not great. taking Desmond Bain? Um, I'd rather have Desmond Bain. Yeah. And looking back at it, right, um, I'd probably rather have Desmond Bain. I had Desmond Bain last year, um, and he helped me win a lot of leagues. Probably thinking about my tiers and my rankings. I got Desmond Bain in a tier, and I probably have Rogier as like a bottom tier or like top of the plateau. Uh, scores more points this season, Desmond Bain or Terry Rozier? Oh, good question. Good question. Um, let's go. Let's go, Terry Rozier. Ah, uh, see, I think it's Bain. I think without Jaron Jackson there, Bain is a 20 point per game, like 21 and a half point per game scorer. I think that's where it happens, right? If, if, if he does, that's where it comes from, is that Bain has to start carrying a more offensive load here. And Rozier's probably going to carry as much offensive load as he did last year. Like Lamella Ball's still going to pass the ball, right? So, like. Rozier's probably staying steady at 40th overall, right? And I got him in the fifth round. I'm happy about that. Uh, Bain's probably got a little bit better upside, and Bain was 42nd overall last season. I don't think you can go either, wrong either way, but be- Bain's probably best because I like... You know, honestly, I'm a Roto guy, and I was like, oh, this is head-to-head. Just be like... Think head-to-head just a little bit more than usual. And uh, I went with you, Rozier, you, but the right... You tried to be. Like you tried to pull the hipster move, huh? You tried to be hip. I did try to pull Yeah, it was a hipster move. Absolutely. But I, li- I like all those guys in the fifth round easy. I think the Rogier and Bain are fourth round, probably fourth round talents. CJ McCollum, uh, boring fifth round player. No no offense to CJ. Yeah, yeah, fine. Just, okay, great. But... Yeah, you know what you're getting. If you want the points in the threes, cool. There they are. Um, here, uh, the next pick in this draft was uh, someone we were very di- divergent from the crowd, and we have been, and we still will be, because we were right last time. Christian Wood. Christian Wood in Dallas is a very different beast than Christian Wood in Houston. Is he? Yeah. I, I, he doesn't need to just go off and score a lot, so he's actually worse. 
He's not going to be the focal point of a of a bad, terrible team. He's going to be a role player on a good team. Yeah, but again, like the Mavs lost Brunson, they need that you know kind of 16, 17, 18 points a game. Like Christian Wood probably fills that role a little bit. Um, I actually think Luca could make Christian Wood better in some ways, especially on the offensive end. Like Christian Wood is a really good floor spacer. Luca is yeah, he's a good is the shooter. best three point shot creator in the NBA. He, there's I there I could tell you all kinds of stats to back it up, but I'll save you the time. Um, so you know, let's just let's just play it out, right? Wood uh, goes from one point seven three pointers to over over two. He his his points sneak up towards twenty. His rebounds stay around the same at nine point four. His assists were two. He was under a steal and he only had one block and he shot. 64% from the line. He's the 98th per game value player. Yeah, I mean, like... He, not right. He's He shouldn't have been in this round, and, and we can both agree on that. And I don't... I'm not going to own him on any teams again this year, I don't think. But I think there is an avenue for Christian Wood to be a little bit better this season. At the same time, like, what, what pick is this? Like, pick 50... 53? It's too high for me. Like I want him. Look, look, look who goes off the board. I want him like Jalen Brown, Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, I want Christian Wood more closer to seventy-five. Certainly. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. I want him in this. It round. was way. It was way too high for me. I'd much, much rather have the next few picks. Uh, Jalen Brown, who you know, could be around the fifty top fifty players. So you taking him in the um, what is this the. 54th round yeah. yeah there you go there it is there it is there's my brain working uh picked in the fifth round here in the middle of the fifth round that's a great pick Jalen brown's a top probably around top 50 player uh we talked about jonas valanciunas already uh that's an even better pick because jonas was the 40th ranked overall player last season and now you're getting that value on the center that we were talking why about. does everyone hate you that dude. For the that's there. the dude i end up in like oh, no. every draft and every guy every year because everyone hates this dude and i don't get it like, I get it. He doesn't get you two blocks, but like, 0.8 is fine. You don't need any more than 0.8 from your center. You don't. You get 0.8 from him, 0.6 from somebody else, 0.5 from somebody else, 0.5 from somebody else. You're fine in blocks. You're not the best. You're like fourth, fifth, sixth. Right? And that's. You're perfectly fine. And this is the thing always about steals and blocks that people don't understand, right? People understand that there's a huge difference between 25 points and 20, and 20 and 15, right? Because there's a mm-hmm. big gap between those numbers. What they there's and there's more people who score 15 than 25. Right. What they don't understand about it is the difference between 1.2 and 1 and 0.8 is ginormous in things like is things like steals and blocks. So they sound the same, right? When we say, "Oh, you got 1.2," that doesn't sound that much more than one. It's a significant boost, right? When you're talking about 0.8 and 0.8 and 0.8 and 0.8, you can add those up and get to a pretty elite block number. Whereas, think about all the guys who get 0.2, 0.3, 0.4 blocks, right? 0.8 is twice as much. A significant amount. 
and that's where Absolutely. people miss the boat. It doesn't look, you know, it doesn't look good as a center. You go, my one was center to have two blocks. Well, guess what, y'all? There ain't no centers down here that get two blocks. But there's Jonas Valanciunas. He's sitting here, and he's the 40th ranked overall player last season. He's still very good at getting him in the fifth round is great. Next picks, though, there's some, I think, a little suspect picks. I think some of the players in the sixth round should, go, should have gone in the fifth round. Uh, here are the next five picks. Aaron Fox, Jalen Green, OG Ananobi, Ben Simmons, Johnny Collins. I would say... Strange group. Very strange uh, five. I would say only one of those players should be picked in the, in the fifth round. Uh, yeah, fair, fair. That player, that player for me is Johnny Collins. Yeah, I think OG's close. Um, Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons is in the Zion category for me right now. Like, you, you play game of basketball. Talk. Um, let me know. And then also, if we recall, last time Ben Simmons actually was playing regular basketball, he wasn't a top fifty player. So why is he going in the fifth round? Um. But he mentioned too that there were like some real mental issues there. Right? He's been open about that. Yes. And so, yeah, absolutely. And, and mental health, all that stuff's real. Um, he's clearly absolutely. not feeling the best about playing basketball, and that's that's maybe more worrying to me than anything. Because you know uh, the difference between a lot of these players in some ways is confidence, right? Like what makes some of these guys so good? Like watch a Luka Doncic game. Turn on the Slovenia game on Saturday. Right on whatever day, mm-hmm. just watch him. Right, like he makes these insane shots because number one, he thinks he's going to make them. Right? Does Ben Simmons think he's going to make a shot? I I haven't seen him think he's going to make any shots. And so that's that's worrying for me, man. And it's in his head. and so, um, yeah, I don't really know. What I'm to do scared with ben Simmons. of him. <laughs> I'm scared of him too. Uh, I do like. I'm scared of him a lot. I, I, I do like OG and Anobi, but not in this round. I like him in the next round. Jalen Green, I'm not Why? bored. And, and that's the, that's the one I want to talk to you about. Don't look. Where did Jalen Green finish in per-game value last year? Uh, outside the top 100. 148th. I will name you the, <laughs> I will name you the four point guards. Two were ahead of him. Two were behind him. You ready? Here. Ennis Schroeder, who doesn't have a job, yeah. Reggie Jackson, TJ McConnell, okay. and Markel Fultz. I don't care what kind of leap you think Jalen Green is going to take this year. I'd rather have Markel Fultz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, say you think Jalen Green is going to take the biggest leap of anybody this season. How the hell does he get up to this pick? Fifth round, no idea. It's a bad pick, and I don't, I don't like it. Dear, people love De'Aaron Fox. I'm not a big De'Aaron Fox fan. Here's, here's a bunch of guys in the next round that I'd rather have than most of those players, other than Johnny Collins. Um, the next pick at the beginning of the sixth round was Keldon Johnson. I'm not a fan of Keldon Johnson. I don't even care what the Spurs look like. I don't think Keldon, Keldon Johnson's that good. Oh no! Why, why was Keldon Johnson going? I also don't. I, I don't know why Keldon Johnson was picked because he was outside of the top 100 last season as well. I would say there's a lot the of Spurs... suspect picks to start this round too. Like a lot of these guys. Yeah. In this round. I uh, yes. There's there's some good picks and there's some bad picks and uh, it starts out with uh, Yaga Podol is is the next pick in the sixth round. 
I guess if you need a center, sure, that's fine. But we just talked about not overpaying for centers. Um, Jordan Poole, I think that's a perfectly good pick here. The sixth round. I like Jordan Poole. Yeah, fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not jumping what, 50, for joy about it, though. second overall in per-game value? Yeah. I mean, he's... You're getting a score? score. You're getting a guy who gets decent assists? Yeah, like, but again, like, this is... It's fine. a team-build player, too. Like, you got to have the right team. Yeah, take him. Need him. CJ McCollum, take whoever. That's fine. Great. Uh, the next pick, on the other hand, Alfred Sagoon. I think this is going to be the the hottest sleeper. The sleeper pick of the century is this this season is going to be Alfred Sagoon. Everyone's going to get on there is for him. Win the sixth round in this mock draft. Why? Everyone sees what he's doing internationally. Everyone sees how young he is. Everyone sees his talent. And like per minute like value, he's got a really fancy fantasy game and i think that's what a lot of fallacy um you know analysts end up uh, in, a lot of analysts end up in this fallacy they look at the per, per 36 minutes and they go "Ooh, this is a juicy boy i like this guy he's my pick to click if he plays 34 minutes this season he's going to be a top 40 player well guess what he's not going to play that many minutes yeah we Just we not. talked about this in the in the rockets episode if you really want to hear a lot about it um, he's outside my top 100. I mean, there's just, I could go into my usual spiel. If you listen to this podcast for a long time, you know, the story just change the name, go cross off Mitchell Robinson and put in how parents and and you'll figure it out fast. Absolutely. Uh, the next two picks that I really do like, except for the injuries, right? And we know uh, Jamal Murray is coming back from injury, but I like him as a, a top 50 upside. Lonzo Ball definitely has a top 40 upside. With the, when is he going to be helped? Well, I, don't I actually like Murray at this spot. Murray might have been my oh. one of my favorite picks this round. But there's a, a few guys I really like in this round. Murray was one of my favorites. Um, I agree with you, Lonzo, until we got the news that we just got uh, recently where he's not going to play at all in training camp and he's pretty much definitely going to miss the start of the season. And I'm scared of that, man. I Again, like we talked about this with Zion. We talked about this with a lot of guys, right? Like his injury is worse in some ways because like he was supposed to be healthy and he's just not. And so then when is he healthy? I can't answer that question. Uh, there is no timetable that he's not taking contact. It's not looking good. And so I can't really recommend taking him in the sixth round. Maybe once you get down to the that second, closer to that second plateau and you just go, I don't know, man, do I want to wait around with Lonzo Ball or do I want Isaiah Jackson? Well, I'd probably wait around with Lonzo Ball. Yeah, okay. But like here... Josh you could have had Tyrese Maxey. You could have had Tobias yes. Harris. So right, right off, yeah, right off the board comes Tyrese Maxey, Mikel Bridges, Evan Vassell, Kevin Porter, Tobias Harris is my pick, and Marcus Smart. Yeah, like why, like why the hell are you waiting for Lonzo when those people are on the board? Like I get it when you get you down to like right the tenth round and you're going like, well, do I want any of these dudes? Like, okay, no, but because Lonzo has what like top. 40 upside top 30 upside but that also can be a strikeout and at some point like it's worth it right to try to hit the home run but here i i would say hands off for me 100 like i would say that was my six and we didn't have that news then so like i'm not really faulting anyone who picked in this draft and that's why i haven't been naming any names like i'm not trying to shame any of these guys this mock happened way too early like 
I'm throwing this whole thing out. Like, I, I, it's a great talking point. You know, we're talking with different information than what happened when it was picked, which is important to say, right? Um, all these dudes are legitimate fantasy experts. I would believe in anything they say. I, I can disagree with some of it, but they all have a reason for why sure. they're saying it. So don't take it. And I, I really loved the Lonzo pick when it happened because I was like, oh, damn, I, for, I forgot about Lonzo. Right. But like, yeah, just for me right now, if you're listening to this and your draft is right now, like I, I wouldn't pick Lonzo. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I like Tyrese Maxey. Mikkel Bridges in this round's a nice little snag. Get a little value there. The next two picks, though, Devin Vassell and Kevin Porter. Uh, those are like upside picks that I, I just think is too early to be Let taking. Let me ask you this about the Spurs, just specifically. Spurs only draft. What to do with the Spurs? Mike only draft. Who is the pick for the Spurs? It's a tough question. Because Potal's not Spurs doing the scoring. Spurs... Like Potal's the safe pick, yeah. right? But Potal's not scoring much more than Potal scored. It's. I mean, it's either going to be Potal and or Vassal. That's not going to be Keldon Johnson. I'm sorry. That's the question is, can somebody do what DeJounte Murray did? Can somebody vault, not not like vault up to 13th in the rankings, not that, no, but vault not up happen. to scoring 20 points a game? If it's somebody... Uh, the, the, it's, the role is there, right? It's not going to be Potal, right? Because like, Potal's just not that kind of play. Like, he can't create his own shot. So, like, he, I don't think it's Keldon Johnson either. I don't really like. I think it's Devin. I don't Madison. really like any of these players to do it. That's the that's the that's the crazy part. Um, but yeah, I think for me, if I'm looking at a Spurs only draft, I think Devin Vassell is the top pick. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and then, like, but, I don't think I like him in the sixth round. But like, whatever. You're going for upside. There's some upside there. It's probably you're picking him at his high upside though. Well, and okay, let's throw this on the table. Uh, Jeremy Grant from last year. What can Devin Vassell do that's better than what Jeremy Grant did last year? I'm not sure. Jeremy Grant finished 61st. So why are you picking him here at his ceiling? It just feels too high. Yeah. And any of these guys, any of these Spurs, like Poto went too high, Johnson yeah. went too high, Vassell went too high. And I get it. Someone's then... banking on, like, I'm going to get the Spur who breaks out. But you're taking away all the value in that breakout because you picked him where he broke out to. You're basically pay, pay, paying top dollar for a guy who might bring you back top dollar. Cool. You're, you're uh, exchanging a quarter or changing a dollar for four quarters, but you really might only be exchanging it for two. And there's a lot of like solid players still on the board, like you're saying. Like There's Jeremy Grant still hanging out there. I went with Tobias Harris. Who uh, is Marcus the best-case right? scenario for Devin Vassell in some ways, right? Like, again, we talk about the boat in the box again. Like, isn't the best-case scenario for Devin Vassell what Tobias Harris just did? Probably. And, and we just mentioned Jeremy Grant, right? Like, Jeremy Grant went in the next round. Like, you can have the boat or the study. box. Whoever picked these Spurs is saying, I want the box. It could be a boat. And once we get past the sixth round, we're fully into plateau region, right? So I don't mind. There's some guys I like and some guys I don't uh, in the plat in the in that plateau region. Uh, Kevin Porter is not one of them. I didn't. Marcus Smart's perfectly fine I didn't at get the, the end of the sixth round. I think. Like I thought again, that was another one. Just like I get it, you think he's young and upside, but not not for me. That's not that's not one for me. 
let's do a couple. Let's do a quick lightning round of the next couple rounds. Um, I'm just gonna go run through them. We'll just say if we like it or not, and then if we want to get into somebody, just uh, just stop me. Uh, top of the seventh, Clay Thompson. Okay. Yeah, fine. Uh, I went with Onkongwu here, and like, I guess you're probably gonna have to stop me to be like, what are you doing with Onkongwu? Um, my thought process is just throw a shot in the dark, right? Um, this is a full send. Like, I hope this pans out. And Capella wasn't terribly favored in Atlanta. Okongwu is young. He is good. He looks very good. And per minute value is great. So if you want to sh- shot in the dark upside, I'd rather go with Okongwu than Kevin Porter Jr. But this could be somebody I drop next week. And is, is round seven a little too high to be taking that pick? Yeah, probably now that I see who's still on the board. Yeah, and like, if you were going to go for an upside pick, why didn't you just go with Franz Wagner who went right after it? Yeah, Franz Wagner went right afterwards, and I was like, ah, shit, that guy's great. Right, and so, for me, like, it was a little too early to take that kind of shot, too. Like, this was you being, trying to outsmart the room in an expert draft. Uh, It it wasn't. This was me just uh, making, trying to make a splash that everybody had to talk about, which I think it worked out. It wasn't for me. Um, There's a lot of reasons why. Uh, Here's another thing about Okongwu, okay? Follow me on this. Is uh, Kongwu's best case scenario for this season Al Horford, who went, what, two rounds later? A round later? A full round later? Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? And again, so, like, you, you fell into the common common trap, With right? With the high upside, young, the young dude high upside where you could just have Al Horford. Right. It's a great point. Yeah, and so... Very good point. That's just kind of the way I... But do... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I do like Franz Franz Wagner there though in the in the seventh round. Yeah, Franz was. Uh, this is the spot where like those guys that you want to like take a shot on like becomes okay for me, right? Like the Scotty Barneses and the like the Josh Giddies and, and those players. Like this is much more where I'm interested in taking a shot on him. Like the Franz Wagner, I thought this was a good pick. Um, Absolutely. And there was a lot of shots, like uh, kind of three back to back, right? You got Jabari Smith, you got Michael Porter, like three back to back, like. Took a shot, took a shot, took a shot. And those are decent. I think Jabari Smith is a decent shot. Probably not my first rookie off the board, but a decent shot um, at at this round. Michael Porter uh, Jr., we know he has high upside. We don't know about his health. I think this is a nice pick in the seventh round. Uh, Nurkic in the seventh round feels a little high, but, like, you know, whatever. And then uh, Paulo Benchero went uh, right after that. I think all those – actually, all of those are shots. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, then it went a little bit safer in the in the, the seventh round. PJ Washington, Julius Randle, Jeremy Grant, Jalen Brunson, and then uh, back to a, another shot in the dark, Keegan Murray. Which I don't know. If, I don't know if we're. I don't know if I like that pick. I don't know. I don't. Pan out. It's a shot in the dark. Yeah, but I mean, again, like I think it was just a shot that was maybe a little. That one was seemed a little too early for me, just for the type of player that he is. But what do I know? That's fair. Um, we'll go real quick through the next rounds, just kind of some standouts. You already mentioned this guy, Al Horford, in the eighth round. That's a great pick, but I think the best pick in the eighth round was either Kyle Lowry or Buddy Heald. Yeah, I would, I'm with you there. I think there was I think there was a lot of good picks in this round. There was a lot of guys that I liked that I thought, oh, eighth round, that's pretty good value for that player. Um, great, Trent. Pretty good. And I think that's what's going to happen, right? Is like you're going to have these kind of like puddles, right, where – Everyone takes all these shots up here, maybe in the second or third round, and the fourth round, you're like, ooh, 
lot of good players in the fourth round. Then everybody takes their shots in the in the sixth and the seventh round. And then all of a sudden, the eighth round, like, ooh, there's a lot of good players hanging around in the eighth round. Yeah. Raymond falling all the way to the ninth is a tragedy. Yeah, weird. That was a part of it. Weird. I don't know why people picked, like, Trey Jones and Jalen Smith and some of these players over Draymond. Like, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But what do I know again? Yeah. I think this is where the, you know, the draft was basically just like, all right, we got a lot. We got most of our picks out of the way. Uh, just pick who you want. I like Draymond a lot. In the ninth round, that's a that's a steal. Um, I went with Lowry Marketing in the 10th. I, th- I think that was perfectly fine. Now that he's on the Spurs, that works out pretty well. Um, Jaron Jackson went in this round. He's going to be out until January. I don't know if I, I if I like a 10th round Jaron Jackson pick even. Yeah, I don't. Anything in the in the final rounds that stand out to you? There's a Bob Covington. Yeah, I thought, I thought Covington went a little too low. Um, I thought it was a nice t- take a nice shot on John Wall there. When John Wall went, I thought to myself, like, that's... 10th round, John Wall. Pretty decent little shot. Mike Conley, another guy, like... Conley could um, return that kind of value. Uh, so I thought I'd like that pick, you know. Getting later on, Didn't... like, Sexton found a home, and that could be kind of a name that maybe is worth talking about in the sense that Utah's need someone to score, man. Could Sexton get, like, 25 a game? Uh, potentially, yeah. And so, I mean, I get he wasn't on Utah at that point, but we knew he was going to play somewhere. Um, so that, I thought that was a real nice pick. Um I like the Dinwiddie pick, too. I actually think Dinwiddie, we talked about that Jalen Brunson leaving, and, like, someone has to be the second scorer in Dallas. Like, over Wood, I'm actually betting on it to be Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie uh, in the 12th round. That's, uh, I think, I mean, he's going to play. He's going to play minutes. He's going to get good stats. 12th round, he's probably going to be a top 100 player, so 12th round's plenty, plenty of value. Dylan Brooks in the 12th round, also probably a pretty good pick. Yeah, I like Dylan Brooks. I think he's good. Norman Powell in the 12th round, right. kind of a good pick. Um, and then in the last round, like, there was some shots that I probably wouldn't have taken and some safer picks yeah. that I don't know why you would pick that last pick of the round, but okay. Like, Kevin Love. Like, no. like I get Kevin Love might have, like, top, you know, 110 upside, but, like, I don't, I don't know. It was not a, not a shot I would have yeah. taken. Will Barton. I don't mind. Uh, a last round Kevin Love. I don't mind. Well, Barton. Mind. It's the last round. Do whatever you want. KCP, like those guys. I guess if you just like, okay, KCP is going to play on the first night and then I'm going to drop him, like that's fine. So, yeah, this is the expert mock draft. It is on patreon.com slash watching the boxes for free. Go check it out. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Find me at Watch the Boxes. Thanks for hanging out through this series. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Check out the Patreon. Check out twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. And we will see you next time.